0: all right welcome back to rockford reading daily i believe we are on episode 31 we are finishing up race matters by cornell west oh excuse me we are reading the epilogue and let's dive right into it we are living in one of the most frightening moments in the history of this country democracies are quite rare and usually short-lived in a human adventure The precious notion of ordinary people living lives of decency and dignity, owing to their participation in the basic decision-making in those fundamental institutions that affect their life chances, is difficult to sustain over space and time. And every historic effort to forge a democratic project has been undermined by two fundamental realities, poverty and paranoia. The persistence of poverty generates levels of despair that deepen social conflict, The escalation of paranoia produces levels of distrust that reinforce cultural division. Race is the most explosive issue in American life precisely because it forces us to confront the tragic facts of poverty and paranoia, despair and distrust. In short, a candid examination of race matters takes us to the core of the crisis of American democracy. And the and the degree to which race matters in the plight and predicament of fellow citizens is a crucial measure of whether we can keep alive the best of this democratic experiment we call America. Needless to say, this fragile experiment began by taking for granted the ugly, the ugly conquest of Armidians and Mexicans. Excuse me. Needless to say, this fragile experiment began by taking for granted the ugly conquest of Amerindians and Mexicans the exclusion of women, the subordination of European working class men and the closeting of homosexuals. These realities made many of the words of the Revolutionary Declaration of Independence ring a bit hollow. Yet the enslavement of Africans, over 20 percent of the population, served as the linchpin of American democracy. That is, the much heralded stability and continuity of American democracy was predicated upon black oppression and degradation. Without the presence of black people in America, European, without the presence of black people in America, European Americans would not be, quote, white, end quote. They would be only Irish, Italians, Poles, Welsh and others engaged in class and ethnic and gender struggles over resources and identity. What made America distinctly American for them was not simply the presence of unprecedented opportunities, but the struggle for seizing these opportunities in a new land in which black slavery and racial caste served as the floor upon which white class, ethnic and gender struggles could be diffused and diverted. In other words. Hold on one second. My fault. Yo, I think I got, to, I got to move this around a little bit. OK, my fault, my fault. Uh, Where are we at? Okay. In other words, white poverty could be ignored and whites paranoia of each other could be overlooked, primarily owing to the distinctive American feature. The basic racial divide of black and white peoples. From 1776 to 1964, 188 years of our 218 year history, this racial divide would serve as a basic presumption for the expansive functioning of American democracy, even as the concentration of wealth and power remained in the hands of a few well to do white men. The era of the 60s was a watershed period in American history because, for the first time, we decided as a people to overcome the racial divide and declare war on poverty. Within two years, Legal barriers against black access to civil and voting rights were erased. Within eight years, half of America's poor people were lifted out of poverty. And within a decade, the number of poor old people was more than cut in half. Contrary to the popular myths about the 60s, this was a brief moment in which we bravely confronted our most explosive issues as a people. Racial hierarchy and the maldistribution of wealth and power. But it did not last long. As the economy slumped, black rage escalated and white backlash set in. And for nearly two decades, we witnessed the decline in the real wages of most Americans, a new racial divide in the minds and streets of fellow citizens, a massive transfer of wealth from working people to the well-to-do, and an increase in drugs and guns, along with fear and violence in American life. Many conservative Republicans played the old racial card to remain in office and most liberal Democrats lacked the courage to tell the truth about the new levels of decline and decay engulfing us. Instead, we as a people tolerated levels of suffering and misery among the disadvantaged, especially among poor children of all colors, caught in a vicious natural lottery, Ooh, excuse me. lost faith in our money-driven political system, And live lives of hedonistic evasion and narcissistic avoidance as the racial divide expanded and the gaps between rich, poor and working people increased. We now find ourselves hungry for quick solutions and thirsty for overnight cures for deep economic, cultural, for deep economic, cultural and political problems that were allowed to fester for decades. And most sadly, We seem to lack the patience, courage and hope necessary to reconstruct our public life, the very lifeblood of any democracy. My aim in this book is to revitalize our public conversation about race in light of our paralyzing pessimism and stultifying cynicism as a people. As a radical Democrat, I believe it is late, but maybe not too late to confront and overcome the poverty and paranoia, the despair and distrust that haunt us. Since democracy is, as the great Reinhold Niebuhr noted, noted, approximate solution to insoluble problems, I envision neither a social utopia nor a political paradise. My goal is to be as bold and defiant in my criticism of any form of xenophobia, as honest and candid about the need for civil responsibility and social accountability of each one of us, and as charitable and compassionate toward any political perspective from which we can gain insight and wisdom to empower us. In these downbeat times, we need as much hope and courage as we do vision and analysis. We must we must accent the best of each other, even as we point out the vicious effects of our racial divide and the pernicious pernicious consequences of our maldistribution of wealth and power. We simply cannot enter the 21st century at each other's throats, even as we acknowledge the weighty forces of racism, patriarchy, economic inequality, homophobia and ecological abuse on our necks. We are at a crucial crossroad in the history of this nation, and we either hang together by combating these forces that divide and degrade us or we hang separately. Do we have the intelligence, humor, imagination, courage, tolerance, love, respect and will to meet the challenge? Time will tell. None of us alone can save the nation or the world but each of us can make a positive difference if we commit ourselves to do so. Cornell West, Princeton, January 1994. And that is the end of Race Matters by Cornel West. Uh again, this is a the number one thing that I I take away from uh Cornel West uh, his re- writings and his speeches, and excuse me, him as a, a historical figure is the cultural aspect that he adds onto his analysis of our society. Uh, it is the the uh, love and empathy and understanding that he leads with in all of his analysis of of this society it it is his uh ability to mix mix uh political analysis with cultural analysis with community analysis with institutional analysis with economic analysis and to uh to expound upon those things and articulate uh where we fall, where he believes we fall short as a society and uh, and in. And, and also giving avenues to which we can uh, begin to live up to some of the uh, things that we fought. So giving a giving opportunities. Uh, all right, I fucked that. I fucked that all the way up. Uh, what I'm trying to say is that uh, another one of the things that sticks out to me specifically about Cornell West is he doesn't just present uh, the a problem or present a shortcoming. He also articulates ways to combat those problems and uh, ways to try to find solutions and ways to try to uh, live up to the things that we fall short at. Uh, I think that and just as I did with the book, Have Black Lives Ever Mattered, the next episode will be just a uh, I'll, I will write a reflection of the book and then read that reflection that I wrote and then I will expound upon that reflection uh so I know that in this specific reading uh, or in this specific episode here I'm not going to be able to recall everything from throughout the book and all the different chapters uh but I want to say this about the epilogue I think that that epilogue was written in 1994 and I think that a lot of the things that Cornell West warned about uh have we've seen actually manifest and come to fruition and we've seen the uh paranoia He spoke about uh, poverty and paranoia being the uh, two things that uh, that lead to the destructions of democracies. And uh, we have seen that paranoia with the covid-19 pandemic that's taken place. We've seen that paranoia with the. uh, The manner in which some of the alt-right and far-right movements have began to uh, divide people. Uh, and divide uh, groups. We've seen that in how the way, the manner in which the political, uh, the manner in which politics is being, is unfolding in front of us have become very divisive and and paranoia inducing. Uh, So we've seen those things happen. We've also seen how poverty has ballooned in in, in this country, in different areas of this country. We've seen how uh, that that, uh, distrust that he spoke about has came to the forefront. And uh, I think that in 2020 specifically, we've seen just how little uh, trust exists between certain communities, how little trust exists between uh, the government and uh, the citizens and not just on a federal level, but on a local level as well. And so we have some of the things that he was uh warning us about we have seen those things manifest i think that that's another one of the main things i take away from this book is the prophetic nature of of some of the things that cornell's was cornell west was touching upon uh... and i do believe that it is still you know time to write some of these things to write the ship and to fix some of these things but i think that again it can't happen without a a change in the consciousness of the society we live in and i think that we have to first start we're trying to change the consciousness of the community that we live in, in the cities we live in, in the areas, the counties that we live in. And so uh, I think that one of the main, one of the things I hope that many people can do is to uh, that's li- that are listening to this is to take the information that Cornell West is relaying, take some of the information that I've relayed and find a way to incorporate that into uh being more empathetic in your own community, being more understanding in your own community, being more involved in struggles, being more involved in uh, being more involved in organizing and mobilizing in your own community because those are all the things that it's going to take. be more involved in uh forcing the conversation about race in our community, forcing the conversation about uh uh forcing the conversation about. About poverty in our communities, forcing forcing a conversation about uh, uh, xenophobia and homophobia and transphobia in in our communities, and understanding intersectionality in our communities. I think that's another one of the things that was very uh, important here is the intersectionality that uh, Cornell West spoke upon. Uh, another one of the things that I, that stood out stood out to me about the epilogue was that. Uh, multiple of these books, what people do is they go through time or they go through the history of America and how we've gotten here or things that have happened at di- in different points in time in American history. Uh, and have black lives ever mattered? That was something that Mami Abu Jamal led with in the introduction. And we see uh, here in Race Matters in the epilogue, Cornell West did a, a short, a brief summary of some of American history. And I think that that's something that we have to always keep at the forefront as well. They say that if you don't know where you're, uh, you know, if you don't know history, then you're bound to repeat history or you're bound to, if you don't learn from your mistakes, you're bound to repeat your mistakes. Uh, And I think that that is something that is very true for uh, civilizations and for societies and for uh, communities uh, is that. Too often we don't take time to figure out what happened 50 years before, 100 years before, 200 years before. And in in that lack of knowing and that lack of knowledge of those things, we end up repeating things that happened 50 years before, 100 years before. And so I think that another uh, point of emphasis or another takeaway that I get from this epilogue is just the importance of knowing the history of of this uh, country that we live in. OK, so on that note, we're going to end this episode and we are finished with the book Race Matters. The next episode that you hear after this will be uh, will be me reading a reflection that I wrote about Race Matters and then having a, a just a podcast where we just dive into the book uh, Race Matters by Cornel West. I'm not sure what our next book that we will be reading together uh, will be, but it will be. Not one episode, not the next episode, but in two episodes, we will begin reading a new book. So I want to ask you to please share this podcast on whatever platform you're listening to it on. I want to ask you to please follow the May 30th Alliance on uh, Twitter. Like us on, like the May 30th Alliance on Facebook. Subscribe to the May 30th Alliance on YouTube. Follow the May 30th Alliance on TikTok. Follow the May 30th Alliance on Instagram. Uh, Donate to May 30th Alliance Cash App, dollar sign May 30th Alliance Venmo. At May 30th Alliance, PayPal, May 30th Alliance at protonmail.com. Uh, we're still continuing the occupation of City Hall. I believe today is day 406 of that occupation. So please uh, uh, continue to keep that at the forefront of your consciousness that uh, uh, we're continuing to uh, remain outside of the City Hall in Rockford, Illinois to raise awareness to police terrorism, mass incarceration, and racial injustice in Winnebago County. Uh, and again, I hope that you took away some, uh, new information from this book. I hope this book also maybe just, uh, some of it was reviewed for you to maybe not take away something new, but for something to be, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, reminded to be reminded about something. Maybe it'll, uh, stick this time, something that you forgot last time. Uh, and again, I would recommend everybody to go out and get, uh, race matters by Cornell West. It's an amazing, amazing book. All right, we outside.